Do you have any idea how many people in the world would love to be in your situation? Like one year behind because everyone that everyone that was studying with me is now in third year. And Who I the fuck cares? Again. Why do you but care? The way I look at it, Why do you care? <laughs> because those people, they they look at me now and they kind of start laughing. Oh, look, he made bro, mistakes. So he's, bro, like, uh, you know. <laughs> yo, let me, let, me, let, me, let me tell you something. When I was in med school, I failed two of my rotations. Like, you have to, like, I don't want to make this about me. Like, I was in a similar circumstance. Like, you, you have no idea the humility that I had to fucking stomach. Like, you have no fucking idea. And I'm not trying to make it sound like I was had a situation harder than yours. I'm not trying to say that. But, like, you have to imagine this situation where, like, I did two, two years of med school, took two years for research, went back to med school for two more, my rotations for two more years, right? And during my first year off on research, I studied hardcore for my medical licensing exam, did really, really well in the exam. The second year of research, I was actually tutoring people, like in the med school program. I go back to rotations for third year, and I was so absorbed absorbed into my own shit and thought I knew all my shit and I didn't have to do anything for rotations. I had really bad attendance on surgery. So like they were really cutthroat about like attendance. And I fucked up attendance. And I was just an arrogant prick. So I had like, I got rung up for really bad attendance and being an arrogant prick. And I didn't pass my surgery rotation. And it was like a fucking dagger. Okay. But it turned out to be one of the best things for me. Because it got me thinking about like, what do I actually want to do with my life? Okay, that's just like, that's one example. I ended up passing that school. But like, you don't think I fucking like fell behind and then other students who I was fucking tutoring were now graduating before me. That makes no fucking sense. Especially because I did research years. Right. So like, you have to you have to try to understand. I know this sounds weird. But like, when I was in my second research year, I was tutoring the second year med students in USMLA. Then I went into rotations third year with them. So there were literally people on, I was on like pediatrics with who I had tutored and who were graduating before I was graduating. And that was like weird. And like, it fucked with my head. Like, and, and I, I hated it. And I hated it because like people, people knew about shit like that. Like, people didn't know my circumstance as far as, like, me, like, uh, they didn't know. I didn't spread all those details, but, like, people knew that I wasn't graduating on time. And I sort of, like, made it about my research, which things are complicated, and it really, it kind of was the case. But, like, I mean, people have fucking setbacks, dude. Like, people, I think, I think one of the things for me was, like, I had this rotation at harvard lined up i'm so amazing right i'm so incredible like so i had this like visiting elective like i can do eight weeks like on a on at, at harvard for this rotation and when i failed the surgery rotation i couldn't go on that elective and not only that not only that but i also had another in melbourne in south australia in victoria uh, I had another rotation lined up that I couldn't go to. I was really looking forward to it and I couldn't go to it because of the whole 
fall back with surgery. And then on top of that, I was worried that the setback wouldn't allow me to get into a prestigious residency. So I was concerned about all of those things. And it, it occurred to me, I was like, hmm, if I can't get into, if you eliminate the possibility of me getting into a prestigious residency, if I can't get into like Harvard after I, after med school, if I can't get into the best of the best, I could get into residency, don't get me wrong. People have setbacks. My USMLA scores were good, really fucking good. So like, I could get into residency without a problem. I knew that. But if it wasn't going to be Harvard, I wasn't interested. And that was sort of a turning point for me. I said, look, like, if it's not Harvard, I'm not interested. That's sort of weird, isn't it? Like, that meant I wasn't chasing the medicine. It meant I was chasing the prestige. That was such an obvious thing for me. Like, I had one student I tutored who was really, really, really interested in, in vascular surgery. That's like what he wanted to do. And I said to him, like, would you do it even if it was in like Wyoming or North Dakota or something? And he was like, absolutely. And I was thinking like, really? Like, I was like, cause I wanted to do like, you know, surgical stuff. And I thought like, I wouldn't go to Wyoming if it, even if I could do like the surgical stuff, I wouldn't go there. And that sort of, that sort of hit me. I was like, Hey, I guess I'm not as passionate about the medicine as I thought I was because if I were so passionate, wouldn't I do it regardless as to where it is? Like you have to ask yourself those questions. You say like, would you do like, I don't know, surgery, derm, radiology, whatever the fuck you want to do. Like you say, would I do that if it were at some hospital no one fucking knew in like Northern India, that's not prestigious. Let's say it's not prestigious. No, I'm serious right now. Let's say it's not prestigious. Like it's some random fucking hospital that like you don't really want to work at, but it's like you can do it. You can do the career. Absolutely. No, no questions asked. You can do the career. You can become really good at it. You can be a really good doctor. 100%. No questions asked. But it's at some hospital that like doesn't generate you any prestige whatsoever. People would look at it like that's a really normal hospital. No one gives a fuck. And then ask yourself whether you'd still want to do the medicine. That was the situation I was in. And I was like, you know what? Like, I would not want to go to University of Rochester to do plastic and reconstructive surgery. I would not want to go to, I would, I would not do PRS. I would not do that residency if it meant I had to go to Rochester in central New York where it's boring. And that was sort of how I realized that I had no interest in that medicine really wasn't for me. That's, I wasn't putting the career first. And that was sort of the, the beginning of the process of unraveling that I was doing it for the wrong reasons. And I was doing it for chasing the validation and the prestige. And I was able to trace that back to mainly seeking my father's approval. And this is like then when I, I and I went to a psychologist for like 18 months. It's like this taboo, like, oh my God. So I went to a psychologist for 18 months and I would chat about this. So get deeper and deeper and deeper. And then I, when I made the click, like when this finally clicked over and I was like, man, I'm in medicine for the, for the prestige. I'm in medicine for the, the stable income. I'm in medicine because I'm chasing my, my dad's approval. And I'm not in it because I actually cared about the medicine uh, as deeply as I thought. Um, 
I was interested in learning. Don't get me wrong. I have a passion. Of, I have a passion for absorbing information. And it just happened to be I got so pulled into the medicine that I thought I was so passionate about it. I was just passionate about the inform by, by, about learning in general. And I think the 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 fuel to get my parents uh, approval is what fueled me even more. Um, but I began to see in everyone around me. I'd see like other med students, junior doctors, even attendings who were like in their fifties. I'm not fucking around. I could see their like requirement and neediness for validation and approval. I would see like a 55 year old doctor who was a geriatrician in one of the group meetings we had, who was like speaking, like he was some like, like he was on a pedestal and I could just see through it. Like I could see, I'm like, he needs validation. He's probably in medicine because he needs someone to just say, look, 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 you're really amazing. Like you're really like, you're incredible. If someone had just done that to him when he was a kid, like if someone just said, look, like, look, you don't have to live a life that's like, you don't have to go into medicine for me. Like do what you want to do. Like, you know, you're good no matter what. You're, you've got a lot of strengths. Like he just needed a pat on the back. And I'll, I see that in pretty, I, I'm not going to overgeneralize that like everyone in fucking medicine is like, that. of course not. Maybe you want to actually do it. Maybe, you know, there are people who really want to do it. But I can tell you that a lot of people are in it. It's a career, like medicine and law, especially, are like two careers where there's a disproportionately exorbitant number of people who are in it because they're chasing approval. Like, it's literally, uh, they are a funnel. They're funnel careers in terms of just channeling people who are seeking the approvals of other, the approval of others, which is why you get so many arrogant personalities in these career paths. Um, it kind of works itself out because the careers need people, first of all. And also people who are chasing others' approval tend to work really hard because they, yeah, that's their locus. Uh, that's their locus for validation. So they can actually be really good at what they do. Like I was really good at what I did because I was chasing approval, but I was still good. And the career needs that. She say, do you love me? I tell her only partly. I only love my bed and my mom. I'm sorry. 50 dub. I even got it tatted on me. 81. They'll bring the crashes to the 